Good morning, and welcome to Weston Park Baptist Church. My name is Marianne Blakesley, and I'm happy to be here today to share the Word of God from Matthew 6, 25-34. As most of you know, I work as a chaplain at Humber River Hospital. Working in this environment sets up the dynamic of meeting patients, families, and staff who are encountering high levels of anxiety, worry, and stress. Thriving in this environment requires me to actively experience Jesus as the controller of my to-do list. Being responsible and accountable for both inpatients and outpatients on the east side of the hospital, I continuously ask Jesus to take control of my to-do list. Every day I pray and Jesus shows, shows up to work his wonders. Today, we will reflect on two, three points. God commands us, do not worry, lessons from creation, and the impact of letting Jesus take control of my to-do list. Earlier verses in Matthew 6 provide concrete examples of how to be God-serving as opposed to self-serving, although we will not take the time to go into that today. In essence, this a passage of scripture invites believers to reflect on Matthew 6 and 24 as a question that we need to answer. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. This passage of scripture invites us to act from the heart and to, to work up to the challenge of putting God first in our lives every day. God commands us, do not worry. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or your body, what you will wear. Is not more, life more than food and the body more than clothes? The phrase not to worry in the Greek is, a, is from the root that means to be thoughtful in the sense of caring, considering, and striving after. The words anxiety and worry express this thought today. At this point, I must clarify that although we are not to have fearful concerns about attaining the necessities of life, we are to actively think, plan, and be diligent about trying to find work to provide our needs. There is a marked difference between having a paralyzing anxiety and worry about the future as opposed to updating our resume, going for a job interviews, and praying that God will open the right door to meet our needs. Over the past 18 months, life has been challenging for most people. So heeding God's invitation not to worry means that we must constantly trust him a little bit more each day. During trials, we must remember that God loves us, even though he has allowed us to experience some of life's difficulties. Worry steals away our peace, joy, and every aspect of our life. John 10, verse 10, reminds us that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. 
And Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Serving Christ and knowing him as our Savior and Lord is the only route to experience, experiencing a full and abundant life. God's command not to worry is part of God's extravagant love for our health and well-being and also uh, a part of his preventative health measures for our health and well-being. Numerous health problems are caused in part due to worry and anxiety and stress. Dr. Charles Mayo of the famous Mayo Clinic wrote, worry steals away, uh, worry affects our circulation, our heart, our glands, and the whole nervous system. I have never met a person who would die of overwork, but I have known many who did die of anxiety and fear and worry. If you want to live a long and healthy life, you must not worry. To be successful in our hearts, we must choose to make Jesus the number one priority as our faith will consume our fears. Living out of faith instead of fear will potentially become a magnet that draws other people to the Lord. Knowing and loving the Lord means that we must fall in love with the practice of setting aside some precious moments to read and meditate on God's word. Practice the presence of God moment by moment, asking him to work in us and through us. We always look to Jesus, rely on him, and watch him show up. Relying on God to provide what we need flies in the face of the world's emphasis on acquiring material goods, wealth instead of spiritual health and wealth. When we choose God's agenda instead of our own agenda, God will richly bless us. We will find the proper balance in our life because we know that God will take care of us. Many people who sustained financial devastation due to the pandemic are searching for a way to address their anxiety, worry, and fear. As believers at Weston Park Baptist Church, we have a prime opportunity to share our own experiences of how God has provided our needs in the past. Sowing seeds of hope to one who is distressed will lift a heavy burden from them. Lessons from Creation, Matthew 6, 26 to 29. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. Yet I tell you, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more precious than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add one hour to your life? The Bible is brimming with examples of how God has miraculously provided food, water, water and clothing to people. We look at, if we look at Exodus 16:35, the Israelites went through the wilderness on their way to the promised land, and God rained down heavenly bread called manna. Exodus 17:6. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock. And as Moses did so in the sight of the, Israel, uh, the elders of Israel, water poured out of that rock because Moses was obedient to God's instructions. 
Deuteronomy 29, verse 5, I have led you for 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you, and your sandal has not worn out on your foot. Mark 6:41. Remember how Jesus provided a meal for over 5,000 people using five loaves and two fish. God still provides in his own mysterious way. Today, you might be here and thinking, I have needs, but they're not just food, water, and clothing. This is the time I would invite you to take whatever needs you have and give them to Jesus right now, as I did many years ago. Personally, many decades ago, I was financially devastated. I was a single parent with two young children. We had to move to an apartment, but we did not need a moving truck because we did not have any furniture. Other people, including the superintendent of the building, recognized the fact that we had no furniture. The truth is that I just had enough money to pay for the rent, and I was asking Jesus to provide for the rest of our needs. And God never failed us. Everything we really needed was provided. One evening, when we were walking to the grocery store in the cold of winter, we found $5 in the snow. God provided uh, in these mysterious ways a few times. Afterwards, a friend suggested that I place signs in the laundry room to do daycare in my home. People needed this service and brought their children to me early in the morning and came to pick them up after work. Perhaps six weeks later, the superintendent of the building came to me and said that a woman had moved out in a hurry and she left all of her furniture and I was welcome to come and take whatever I wanted and he would help me bring it up to my apartment. So all glory to God. Today, you and your family might be financially devastated due to the pandemic. Hebrews 13, 8 reminds us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is not a respecter of persons. What he did for us long ago, he will do for you today. Jesus is, invite, is inviting you to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. He's also inviting you to walk on a journey that is eternal, a walk from earth to a heavenly kingdom. The impact of letting Jesus take control of my to-do list. Matthew 6, 33 and 34. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Being a chaplain gives me the privilege to meet people when life is most challenging or when the proverbial bottom is falling out of their world. Here are some scriptures that help me to keep uh, focused and practice the presence of God. Proverbs 3, 4 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Proverbs 16 and 3. Commit your works to the Lord, and he will establish your thoughts. 
John 15, verse 5, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. My colleague Gregory and I are the only daytime chaplains at Humber River Hospital, so he covers the west side of the building, and my assignment is on the east side. When one of us is away, the other has the entire hospital to take care of. This is why I need Jesus to take control of my to-do list, and I love it. He divinely opens or shuts doors for me all day long. God directs my path and often surprises me with awesome opportunities that I could never have orchestrated on my own. This sermon is being preached at a very difficult economic time, especially as internationally people have lost their jobs, their homes, and economic stability. Grief and loss of family members has uh, caused a lot of people to look for the comfort that only God can give. Although we know support groups and the body of Christ coming alongside of us are helpful as well. We know that the comfort we really need is found in Jesus. Meeting and listening to people admitted to the hospital helps me to understand and appreciate God's care for those who are suffering and hospitalized due to anxiety, worry, and stress. Sometimes these people have had a lot of faith. They have had trust in the Lord, but sometimes life come, becomes overwhelming and they need to be hospitalized. Isaiah 50 verse 4 says, The Sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue. Waken, he wakens me morning by morning. He wakens me and I listen as one who is being instructed. What an amazing promise to claim and each one of us can claim it. Lack of in-person church services have devastated many of our brothers and sisters in the Lord uh, that were previously serving him. A temporary loss of a reason to be has left many God-fearing people hospitalized and physically ill. Now more than ever, we understand why the Bible says we must bear one another's burdens and not to forsake the fellowship of ourselves together with other believers. Many God-sent opportunities have come our way directly due to the pandemic. My colleague and I have been approached by many uh, managers of different units in the hospital we have conducted one wedding, five memori uh, six memorial services, other services throughout the hospital. Our ser services included staff who were in the hospital and we zoomed in for others who were not in the hospital or others who were working from home. Weekly prayers, blessings and reflections were shared in the ICU every Wednesday to encourage the staff, and this happened on both the east and west sides of the building. Sometimes we are called to help patients apply God's word in practical ways. 
while other times we, we meet people who are, have overwhelming physical illnesses to contend with and their worried family members contact us. A while back, I met a young lady who was a patient in the hospital. And as I sat down to meet with her and listen to what she was going through, it turned out that she was very, very ill herself. But her major worry and concern was about her mother, who was also a patient in our hospital, who was in the intensive care unit. She asked me to go and pray with her every day because she was extremely worried about her mother. Daily, I would continue to go and pray for her mother, who was not able to communicate. She was from the Roman Catholic faith tradition. One day, as I went to pray with her, I saw her make the sign of the cross, like this. And I was so excited and happy because I realized that God had heard all of our prayers. Currently, she was transferred into the rehab unit of the hospital, and she continues to improve. All glory to God. Sadly, in other cases, family members were not allowed to come into the hospital to visit their critically ill loved ones. This is when we were given instructions to uh, give their loved ones messages of hope. As you can imagine, this was a heartbreaking, yet a compassionate act of love. In the midst of the pandemic, Humber River Hospital has experienced two code grays. A code gray is an essential loss of services. One afternoon, our elevators didn't work. God showed up and acted uh, through our staff in a mighty way because we created a, ch a human chain from the bottom of the hospital to the 14th floor to deliver over 700 meals to our patients. More recently, our hospital experienced a cyberware attack. Once again, God showed up mightily and worked through our administrators and our staff to quickly revert back to uh, paper charts. I was awestruck at how quickly our staff adapted to this radical change. I have been greatly impressed with the leadership team at Weston Park Baptist Church as they quickly moved in to uh, do the food drive in a virtual way. Money was collected to provide the necessities of life. This simple act fulfills Jesus' instructions to, have, to share what we have with the poor. As the beautiful body of Christ here at Weston Park Baptist Church, we must be continually touched and moved to action towards those who are suffering from anxiety and worry, while praying that God will comfort them and bring restoration to their lives. In closing, the Bible tells us that the gates of hell will not prevail against the Church of Jesus Christ. The pandemic has proven this reality, and we must be eternally grateful to Christian ministers such as Pastor Ellen and the rest of the body of Christ who stepped up to the plate to make these services a reality. Weston Park Baptist Church and the Bar Committee deserve their, our acknowledgement for their perseverance 
and faithfulness to wait on the Lord, to follow his lead. Look how the Lord has provided us with the gift of the land next door and blessed us with the new development that is coming to pass because we as a church have chosen to live out the words of Matthew 6 and 33, to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to us. To God be the glory. Amen. <laughs>